We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey there, Knicks fans. How you doing? It's your boy, Jonathan Macri, with you for an all-star week edition of the Knicks Film School podcast. Um, Andrew, we always... it One of the... Hi, it's Andrew Claudio, by the way, with me. Hi, Andrew. Hi, John. <laughs> can, can you tell I'm ready for a break? <laughs> um, I have... Before we say anything about what we're doing on this episode... Andrew has this thing. Jeremy is is on vacation, by the way. That's why he's not here. Um, Andrew has this thing. He's had this thing for some time in which when we record, pre-record an episode that is going to air at a time other than like, you know, a, a later time than we record it. We always need to to do a song and dance around it. And even today, I cannot sit here and say with any great degree of confidence whether this is a bit from Andrew or whether he really genuinely does not want the public to know that we are pre-recording the thing that we are pre-recording. So for all I know, everything that I'm saying can get wiped if it, if it's not a bit. And Andrew really does want to keep this stuff secret when we re- pre-record something. I... I mean, I guess you'll have to tune in to find out if this made the pod, John. <laughs> Don't ask me when the last time I've listened to a pod that I was, I was on. I about to say, I, that would be the first time you've listened to a pod, so it's fine. <laughs> uh, Man, um, as my lovely wife walks in. Um, so hi, Loris. Andrew says hi. Uh, so we are, uh, I'm just going to say, it. We're, we're recording this episode on Thursday night, February 15th. Um, because the only thing that has happened between now and when you were listening to this is the all-star game happened and all-star weekend happened and, uh, it doesn't fucking matter because it's fake basketball that players stop caring about. That's a good, that's a good retrospective thing to do. When did players, there's no official year, but like, I'd like to track when people really stop caring about this. Like, I know you always cite the 2000 and 
2002 game or 2003 game? The one that where the East made the big comeback in the fourth quarter. It's the, the 01 series. It's the 01 series. Oh, is it 01? Okay, sorry. I was off by... The reason it was is because Matumbo had like 20 rebounds and Larry Brown used it That's as right. evidence to be like, let's go trade for Matumbo to help us guard Shaq. Yeah. And then Shaq averaged 33 and, 30, and 20 for a final series. But even then, and I ask you this because you have a photographic memory with this stuff. Was it, did the East not have to make a big comeback because like the players weren't taking it totally seriously for the first like half, three quarters? So you're stepping on a Patreon pod that we're probably going to record, pre record at a point. But you want to talk about discrepancy in talent? Go look at the rosters of both of those. Sure. Yeah. How deep the West, because that was the story I remember going into that game was how stacked the Western Conference was, how they could go to a five centers or five big men uh, lineup and the East was just like it's Allen Iverson it's Vince Carter it's Stefan Marbury and like a couple Knicks and you know like that's that's what made that game so so cool was For that sure. you know these these quote unquote uh, scrubs as if you want to call all-star scrubs uh, came back against Kobe and Garnett and Tim Duncan and you know Dirk Nowitzki and a bunch of greats I guess my larger point is that even in the early 2000s, my vague recollection, and again, I don't have anywhere near the the, the, the remembrance for the stuff that you do. My vague recollection is that even back in the early 2000s, some like the players would perhaps not always be taking this quite as seriously. Um, but so, I could be I could be wrong. I'll be honest with you. Like, it's really like the last three years that I've noticed it's been this bad. No. So here. You know. So you get you stole my larger point, which okay. is that it it was it was like we always hear like back in my day, you know, players used to care about the Ulster group. Like I think that's talking about like the eighties, maybe the early nineties, and then it started to go downhill. And then it was in this like nice, nice, comfortable place for a long time where they cared just enough to make you want to watch. And then I think I go back more than the last three years. I think it's been to a level of egregiousness that I didn't think was possible. But even going back five, six years ago, I think it started to get like really, really bad. The first year of the Elam scoring. That was different. That was good. That was good. That was the first year the team Giannis team. Well, no, the first year the Elam scoring. The first year team LeBron team Giannis was 2018. And then the 2020, the 2020 All-Star game had the Elam scoring because they made it to 24, yes. whatever it was, solely because of Kobe. And that that fourth quarter, I was like question. I was questioning like the NBA scoring system, being yeah. like, "Oh, this seems incredible. more fun." And yeah. uh, you know, you had that infamous picture of LeBron uh, with the ball and Giannis guarding him, and it's like as in all the celebrities on the sideline were all standing up on yeah. court side, being like, "Oh, this is a moment." So that that's twenty twenty. It's two years ago, which is why I said it's really like the last two years that I noticed. Oh, this is a pickup game. Like that's yeah. scrimmage. They're just clearing like eight guys are going to go stand on the sideline while Tatum and Brown go one on one. Well, to the so. point that Tatum set the all star game scoring record and absolutely no one cared. So what we're going to do is instead is uh, something that has become a new noodle of tradition here. We do during all star weekend, which is to go back and look at some of uh, what we thought would happen uh, in the preseason. And, and to do that, we're going to refer back to everybody's favorite um, preseason uh, niche Knicks podcast gimmick, Claudio Casino. Bingo. Claudio's Casino? No, Claudio Casino. On the screen. Claudio and, Casino. And Claudio. 
Indeed. Audio Casino has a nice ring to it. Yes. It is not ordained by the church of Pastor Claudio because it is a casino. Um, so therefore, it is just my casino that we'll be going back to here. At least alcoholic beverages are allowed in the casino. That's all. Yes. In this one, there is that don't, uh, pretty sure all casinos there would be. I'm not so sure about churches, but um, I think we've had enough religious lessons here from the next film school podcast. Um, Let's go back to before the season when we did our preseason preview. Uh, we'll go through John and Jeremy's different lines based on well, different wagers or picks based mm-hmm. on the lines that were set by one uh, game manager, me, Andrew Claudio. So we start with a good one. How many points per game will Jalen Brunson average this season? So the line that was set was 23.5. I was about to say, this is going to look very silly. Someone did not read, forget about Fred Katz's preseason articles. Someone did not read his, his, like his text messages that we got regarding this. Why, why did you set it so low? Well, another question could be asked, John. And it's, why did you take the under? Did I know I didn't. Did I really take the under? Oh my goodness. Yes, because you were like you, you probably did a thing about how I honestly haven't watched the show and gone back. But if I know John Macri, you went and used some historical precedents of of how uh, how it would be possible for him to average twenty four a game again, and yeah. that twenty three is the number. And so you'll take the the under. You probably said you'll take a slight under. Jeremy took the over, and Jalen Brunson right now is averaging twenty seven point six points per game. No, my my guess is I probably uttered some kind of nonsense about the fact that he was going to, now that he had proven it, proven that he could be a scorer on the biggest stage in the playoffs, the whole thing, that he was going to uh, bide his, or save his energy during this regular season, bide his time, as it were, not force it, get everybody else involved, a lot of mouths to feed on this team, yada, yada, yada. Um, and maybe you average a few more assists, maybe something like 23 and 9, 23 and 8, 23 and 9. Um, it doesn't matter. Uh, I'm, I'm a bigger idiot than you. Uh, because again, you set the line. I, I, I made the bet. So there you go. So hold on a second. What was, what did Brunson average last year? Do you know off the top of your head? I think it was 24 and a half or yeah. Or so I literally said, will he average? I think that was the reasoning behind my line. Will he average like a little bit less or smash last year's number? And oh boy, is he smashing last year's number? He, um, he was, and you can't even use the Randall injury as like the thing because, uh, that didn't, that didn't take place until much later. What I am, what I do want to at least, will you humor me? Sure. For a moment. We got time. It's a podcast. <laughs> is, is, that a, is that how this gambit works? That works. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, so pre, pre-trade, mm-hmm. um, pre, pre-OG trade, how many points do you think Jalen Brunson was averaging? Um, was it around 24? No, it was 25.9. Oh, so so, was, oh wow. He's averaging like 26 a game. Yeah, he was averaging twenty five point nine points at the at the time of the trade, uh, and you could probably do it in your head. So since the trade, he is averaging oh my god, he's averaging thirty points a game since the trade and seven assists to boot. That's twenty twenty two games, right? Uh, I have it at twenty because he's he's missed a few. Oh, that's right, he missed two games: yeah. the the Memphis game and the Orlando game. 
So in 20 games, he's averaging 30 a game. That's insane. Yeah. Um, I Actually, now that I'm talking about saying all this out loud, I think pro- I would guess the other calculation for me was that the, the Knicks were not going to be quite as strong on offense as they were last season. They would be more defensively focused. Um, and uh, here they are, and they're scoring more than they were well, last season. Still plenty of, plenty of game left. Let's see if he can... Still hit the under, and you don't look as bad when we look at these at the end of the season. Oh, he ain't hitting any under. <laughs> uh, but let's let's move on. Let's see if I could redeem myself. So the next line we'll look at refers to the Knicks' other All Star, and it's Julius Randle. How many total points, rebounds, and assists per game will Julius Randle average this season? The line was thirty six and a half. And right now, Julius Randle is averaging. If I can go back to the NBA stats page, that's a that's a good that's a good line. Again, that's he's good, averaging. You set these lines pretty good. Exactly twenty four points. He's averaging uh-huh. nine point two rebounds per game, okay. and then five five assists exactly, which is thirty eight and a half, thirty eight point two, thirty eight point two. So he's clearing this pretty handily. He's got the over. You both took the over. Okay, I was about to say I b- before I I, I wasn't going to say it. Uh, opened my big mouth once. I, th- th- now that it, now that I'm, you say those numbers out loud, that was a, that line was slightly low. I guess you were counting on less fewer points, right? Um, I mean, we're talking like I, maybe he plays like it's one less point, one less rebound, like one less assist, like yeah, a lot of mouths to feed. If I remember from the beginning of the season, you know. It for a second. Julius Randle's made three All Star teams in four years. Yes. Do you know how fucking wild that is? It's rarely happened to this franchise since I've been alive or following this team. It's two other players that have done that, and it's it's the two that we consider top five Knicks. Like you know, quibble wherever you want to put Mello, but like that's the conversation. It's Carmelo Anthony. It's Patrick Ewing. It's Julius Randle. That is, I don't, I don't, I still, even, even after he was named to this all-star team and people out there, I think me among them made an effort to, to be like, we need to appreciate what, like what, not only what he is as a player, but like how rare it is that you get a guy like this in the manner the Knicks got a guy like this. And then they went out and got another guy who's even better than this in the same manner two years later. Um, it It's. Even so, I, it's that's astounding um, that that he did that, and that he's he's a very good player. So good job by him. Very good job. Get well soon, Duke. And look, the reports coming out from me and Bagley lately are that maybe maybe seeing him in the not too distant future. Can we can we do a, qu- a quick uh, a quick live line in Claudio Casino? Sure, it's an easy one. Who's coming back first, OG or Julius? Julius Randall. Whoa, he says with confidence. Yeah. OG like just got surgery, right? Well, so here's the thing, and I we were running long, and so I didn't, I didn't uh, d- dive as much into it, but like, so the OG timeline is very clear: three weeks, he'll resume on court activities because they seem pretty certain about what the recovery is going to be, and then, like, and then I, I was talking afraid about it. I was like, he was like, you know. Seem to intimate that once he resumes on court activities, the return will be soon thereafter. So, three weeks is a week from Thursday, right? 
So a week from Thursday is uh, February. Is that still in February or are we into March by that point? Where that's it's March the last that's February 29th. Of, yeah, it's the last day of February. Yeah. Okay, great. That's three weeks. Give it another week. That's March 7th, right? So on-court activities, once he resumes on-court activities, does he need one week? Okay, fine. Let's see if he needs two weeks. That would seem to me, that would sound like a lot. And then Fred was like, I, I, I don't know why I didn't ask him about this. He's like, yeah, I, I would count on OG before the end of March. And I'm thinking, well, before the fucking end of March, March is a long month, 31 days in March. <laughs> what are we talking about before the end of March? So I don't know. That threw me a little bit. So two things. First of all, the reason that you didn't ask him is because you were in a playroom with two children and were very trying to get off the pod as quickly as possible. Thank you for that. Um, and I uh, really, yeah, I um, something about Julius's injury happening first and there's no surgery involved and all the reports you're hearing about checkpoints and how impressed everybody is and yeah. like the fact that we know Julius, he's going to push back to get back sooner. Like from all I accounts, agree with you. he shouldn't have come back when he did this season yes. to start the year. And that's what contributed to the bad start he got off to. But he was like, I'd, I'd rather play myself into shape and play through it. And it might have cost the Knicks. And, you know, I, I could see him coming back and struggling. I'm not saying that's not in play, but I, I could see him absolutely coming back because of all the things I just mentioned. Like, would you to, for him the the wager on him being out there in literally the first game after the break, the Sixers game, like I twenty to one odds. I'm not ruling I'm it out. It. I'm not ruling it out. To be I'm, honest, like I'm saying, twenty to one odds. I'm making the bet. Ten to one. I don't know about ten to one. <laughs> Maybe like I, I might need like. 15th one, something like that. Do you remember the playoffs when we were doing our previews all week about like, yes, how are they going to, how many games, yes. how are they going to survive game one and two without Julius? And yes. then he's like there for game one. And he's like, wait, what? Like they're going to play this half series with Julius Randall. <laughs> he much like his coach is an insane person Yes, um, in, in ways good and bad. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So the next one I'm going to go to, to keep it current people on the team, um, how many starts will Josh Hart make this season? So you both... What did you set the line at? I'm looking at it now. Hold on. 15 and a half. 
This is funny. <laughs> so 15 and a half is the number I said. Um, you both took the under. How many, I, I don't even know off the top of my head how many. Has he already surpassed 15? I'm going to assume because people have, have been hurt. Josh Hart has started uh, 15 exactly. And the number was 15 and a half? The number was 15 and a half. So he has to not start another game the rest of the year. I mean, if OG's back after the break, you got a chance. OG's not going to be back after. I know, John. You don't have a chance. This isn't going to hit. Even if Randall was like pulled a, pulled a, pulled a Randall and was back for the first game after, um, Josh I think Hart he would, would start, start at the three. I yeah. think he would start Josh Hart. Uh, it, the, you said the so we both took the under. Correct. Yes. Yeah, probably thinking RJ's Iron Man. You know. There, there, there would be other options. Now, I think we were given privy very early on when RJ missed a couple games and with a, was it a virus or a headache. It migraines. That's what it was. Migraines. Yeah, remember that? Yes. Remember and the RJ migraines? I remember, I that was. Not only that, John, remember how we were like, oh no, when will RJ come back? And it was like, <laughs> that was the conversation around it because of how well he was playing. The season, the season was a journey. He, he started... Uh, and Quentin Grimes, it was like, why can't Grimes and Quickly play next to each other? You know, neither of them would end up in the starting lineup by the end of the season. Um, so Josh Hart's going to hit this with one more start on the other side of the All Star break. Congratulations to Josh Hart. Um, let's let's stick with some current team member lines. Still, um, how many teams will finish ahead of the Knicks in offensive rating this season? Oh. Top of your head, do you know? So the line I set was 9.5. So basically, will they have a top 10 offense? Um, do you well, know no, that's 9.5 is top is top nine offense? Well, if you take the under, they're, they're 10. Yeah, and that's... Or if you take the over, they're 10. Yeah. Um, so, okay, it, you're in the top 11. In the top nine, you're right. I'm I'm guessing I, uh, I complimented you on the line and I probably took the under. So you took the... And we should say right now that they are seventh. Um, in you offense. took the over. I took the over. Good for me. Yeah, because I think they are gonna. I think they are gonna hit the over for this. Jeremy took the under. That's a bad job by him. Well, um, we go to defense. By the way, how many teams? Can I just will, read off? Because the, the, well, there's a there's a bunch of teams right now. Uh, Sixers are in six at one eighteen point six. Then there's a bit of a drop off to the Knicks in one one seventeen point nine, and then you got Knicks. 117.9, and then the Suns, Hawks, Warriors, and Mavs all between 117.8 and 117.5. And then there's a little drop off to the Pelicans at 12 to 117.2. Like a, a like a quarter of the league is right in this like 117 point something bandwidth. Yeah, there's there's seven teams averaging at least a hundred and in, in that stretch of at least 117 points per hundred possessions without getting to 118. Yeah. Um, like the Knicks are a good offense. Like that's what matters. The Knicks are a good offense. Very good offense. Yes. Um, they so they're seventh, as you mentioned, uh, which would be the under, right? Yeah. Yes. So I and I, mean, I took the. But wait a minute. Did I? I did I think they were going to get? They would be a better scoring team than your line. I, I'm so confused. How many teams will finish ahead of the Knicks in offensive rating? You took the over that more than eight, that nine and a half teams will finish ahead of. Oh, them. so, so I you, did a bad job. You did a bad job. That's yes. what I. That's what I originally thought. Jeremy, Jeremy took Jeremy the did under. A good job. 
So Jeremy did a good job. Good job. The inverse is the defense. How many teams will finish ahead of the Knicks in defense this season? Uh, Also nine and a half. I definitely took the under here. You took the under. Jeremy took the over. But they would be a little bit better on defense and a little bit worse on on offense like they were last year. So interestingly, they're actually worse defense than an offense right now. They're ranked ninth in defense at 113.1. And yet, although... Heat in eighth at 113.0, and then two teams, Rockets and Pels, at 112.7. So there's really four teams that are separated by less than half a point per 100 possessions from six to nine. And then you have a bit of a drop off to the Grizzlies in 10th at 113.6, and Denver in 11th at 113.7. I feel really good about that they're going to finish the league or finish the year as a top. I mean, it depends on health, as does everything with this fucking team now. But I, I feel good about saying they're going to be a top six, maybe top seven at worst defense by the end of the year. So two things. One, we have to remember they were 26th in defense on Christmas Day. Yes. So they've actually done some work to get up to ninth. Uh, we also have to remember that since the trade on January, that so since game started on January 1st with OG Ananobi post trade, uh, they're third in defense. So who else is who else passed them? Minnesota? Minnesota and Cleveland. Minnesota and Cleveland. Okay. Yeah. I knew Cleveland, but yeah. There, there's a, a whole point, point, 1.2 points per 100 possessions ahead of Boston. Okay. So, um, gotcha. the, the context of it all. Now, like you guys didn't predict that. That would have been a prediction for the, before the season. But, um, yeah, you, th- that's where we are with the, the, the ratings. Uh, how about one more as far as in, in People still on the team. Uh, how many Knicks will shoot at least 37% from three this season with a minimum of 100 three-point attempts? Uh, I gave you two lines, two and a half and three and a half. Wait, why'd you uh, give two lines? Just so if you wanted to take, well, we, we would see how you did with both. You know? So both of you took the over of two and a half. You took the over for three and a half. And Jeremy took the under for three and a half. So Jeremy thought there would be three. Would be three. You said, and more I thought there would be at least four. Yeah. Okay. So minimum, minimum, hundred attempts. Yes. And what was the percentage? Thirty-seven percent. Okay. So Divincenzo, barring his arms falling off, is going to hit this. Jalen Brunson, barring his arms falling off, is going to hit this. So that's that's two. Um, I'm going to move on. So. How do we count? Do we count quickly? It's 100 attempts. How many attempts from three did he have? Quickly had 162 attempts from three. He finished as a Nick this year, shooting 39.5% from. That would be a hit, John. So that's three. Mm -hmm. So now now tell everybody who the fourth person is. So so you said 36%? 37%. 37%. So Quentin Grimes, unfortunately, is not going to get there because he's at 36.3%. And that's not going to get any higher, mm-hmm. um, even though uh, 212 attempts. So there's a couple of possibilities now. As of now, Miles McBride, Deuce McBride has it because he's right. shooting 40% on over on or on 118 attempts. But this is for the whole season, this bet. Hey, I'm saying right now you got it. Right now this would hit. I don't feel I don't necessarily feel great about it for Deuce. Uh, I feel really good about it for OG because OG as a Nick is at 39.1% on 64 attempts in 14 games. So figure he's going to get to 100 attempts 
probably with if he play if he plays like six more games, seven more games, and I I feel pretty good about that number. So I'm gonna hit this. I'm gonna I hit think this. you're gonna hit this too. I'm also not ruling out that Deuce shoots like 38 percent on sure. like three attempts in the games he still plays. He could. He's, he's been a little cold for a while though. Well, I think I, I looked it up recently. He's at like 30 percent for. Seven, eight games. Like that. He was shooting fifty-five percent for the longest I, time, which is I, why I know that I know. was bound to come back to earth. I'll, I'll still take forty attempts over a hundred and twenty attempt. For, excuse me, forty percent, or technically forty-one percent over a hundred and twenty attempt sample size. So right now you're on pace to hit this. Jeremy is on pace to miss on this. Um, okay, and I just realized I didn't put it on the screen. That's what it was. How many? Knicks will shoot at least 37% from three this season. Uh, you know what's funny? What? It's real quick. I think... I think Deuce McBride... Correct me if I am wrong. Correct me if I am wrong. I think Deuce McBride is the third longest tenured Nick. So after, Mitch and, mm-hmm. after Mitch and Julius. Is he not? Um, I'm looking at the roster right now. After since Grimes is gone, unless you want to count like Burks or Taj because they were they're they're like Nick's no. emeritus. Clock restarts. Um, You're right. Deuce McBride is the third longest tenured Nick, and you know, and again, Sims and him were in the same draft, but I I feel like Deuce was probably signed before Sims. So yeah, he's that's not how it counts. What counts is that one got drafted thirty sixth, okay. and one got drafted fifty seventh. That's pretty wild. That's pretty wild. This team's made a lot of moves this year, John. <laughs> but on. like Deuce, Deuce McBride is the third longest tenured Nick. Think about that. Yes. John, how many people got traded from the Knicks this year from I, the time we did this that. podcast before the season? I understand. A lot. Yeah. Almost all the longest tenured Knicks got traded, <laughs> which is why it's been the weirdest season I think I've ever watched and or covered or whatever you want to call it. It's been wild, wacky stuff. So the next one we'll do how many, you know, I have to look up. I have to look this up. So let's just do this one real quick. Uh, how many Knicks will make the all-star team this season? Oh, I, so de- I definitely got this one wrong. <laughs> both of you have to, uh, to take the walk of shame at the moment. Cause both of you on a line of one and a half took the under. I, I felt good about it too. Uh, both of you. I, I, th- I thought I it was the right move. <laughs> I didn't you know? feel good about like the fact that I was picking it, I just felt good that it would win. And obviously not the case, not the case. Indeed. Um, let's go to this one next. How many top three to five finishes? So when I'm, I remember having to explain this back then, how many top three to five finishes in awards voting will the Knicks have this season? When I say three to five, the only award that actually gets, released that the top, top five yeah. is or that people fill out ballots is MVP. So at least top five in MVP or top three in everything else. And the line I set for this was was one and a half. So how many Knicks one and a half will finish top three or five in award voting? So if I recall correctly, I took the under and Jeremy took the over. You took the under, Jeremy took the over, yes. Okay, so let's let's just go through these. I mean, I, oh, do we count the clutch bullshit thing? Sure, it's an award. The clutch bullshit thing. Congrats to whoever the wins. The Jerry um, West clutch bullshit thing. The Jerry West clutch bullshit thing. I 
have no idea how to get a read on that right now. I mean, I don't. I actually don't think any Nick is in the running because they just haven't played a lot of cl- like close clutch games. I mean, Br- Brunson stats in the clutch are good, but they're not. The volume is not anywhere near there. So I don't think anyone's going to be there. Uh, they're not getting anyone in six man of the year. Um, they are not getting anyone in. Well. No, I don't think they're gonna. I don't think it's quite there. I was gonna. I was. I had a second thought about Divincenzo for most improved, and I just. I don't mm-hmm. like. I can. There will be someone that will put him on their ballot, like or mo- maybe a few people that will put him on their ballot. I do not think that he will. He, it will not be enough for it to be top three. I'm gonna skip defensive player of the year for a second. The rookie of the year, obviously, no. And then coach of the year. I, I know Tibbs had gotten a little love there for a bit. He's not getting on it. So that leaves two. That leaves Defensive Player of the Year and MVP, unless I've forgotten something. Those no, are the two, right? I, I so I can't believe I'm gonna find myself on this side when the last time people saw you and I on screen together, um, I became the minutes guy. But um, I think there's getting. a case for. I think I think he'll Top get three? votes. So that can I finish my sentence? I'm sure. saying that I think if they get back up to go on a run again. There's a chance he gets top three love because that's how he was discussed. And if they're like, oh, you know what? They lost six players and all these injuries. They ended up with a two seed. Like, I'm looking for narratives when we talk about awards. There's really only one award that you go to for statistics now, and it's this the clutch, the clutch bullshit award. I think a narrative could be formed that Tibbs has done a top three coaching job this year. I think Dagonal, um, Missoula and Bickerstaff would be my top three at the moment with Chris Finch probably getting honorable mention, but I could see a narrative being formed. I would agree with you. I think the fact that they're probably going to finish like third is like why he's going to finish like in the top six, six or seven. I I think this is going to develop into two tiers. Okay. And I think Dagnalt barring a complete implosion from the thunder is in the first tier. And I would also I would also probably say. Mm, I wouldn't sleep on Bickerstaff. Bickerstaff, yeah. I, I, I would think other, he wins at the moment. I don't, I don't know Bick, what the betting odds are saying, but. Well, no, put, put Bickerstaff in that tier. Again, barring a large drop off. I think that's the top tier. And I think you're going to get one more coach of an up and coming ish team like Mosley was the early front runner if Orlando like if Orlando gets the sixth like he'll put himself in that tier um I'm trying to think of anybody out what anybody else at West could put like Chris Finch could I mean if the if the Wolves finish first in the West like he'll put himself in that tier my point is there's some because I I feel really confident about those first two guys in that tier I, I also feel confident there's gonna be a third guy to put himself in that tier could Tibbs be the third guy to put himself in that tier maybe they'd have to finish second in the East and They'd have to, yeah. I just, I don't. I mean, boy, that would be wonderful. But so I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say no on that one. Defensive player of the year, OG was there until the injury. He was, he was absolutely going to be in the top three. He was literally like, we had people driving to Jersey or Connecticut to go place odds, like place. Yeah, they got those tweets. As it was, he had, it was start- he had yeah. dropped from plus three thousand to plus nine hundred. That's how how good his odds have become. And it's funny because it was right about the same time last year that the quickly six man thing became a thing, and it was in the same way, and it was headed that direction. And unfortunately, I I mean, look, I, 
let's see how many games he misses, I guess. Um, although he's probably going to miss the, is there a cutoff for this? I think this is one of the awards. 65 games. He's, yeah. I, that's, that's why I think he'll miss if anything. He's going to, he's going to miss it. He might have already missed it. I don't know. I, I don't know how many games he missed for, or for throw. He's whatever. We could still talk about it. He's not going to get it. And then that leaves. So then that leaves MVP. Yeah, he's, missed 14 games. he's missed 14 games, by the way. Okay. He's, he's yeah. not, he's not going to qualify. Um, so that leaves Brunson. You're both going to hit this then. Because it's what both both are going to be unders. I thought he I thought Jeremy gave the said the over. Did Jeremy say the over? Yeah, he did because he made some fakakta. I remember this. He made some. Ah, that's right. Yeah, he took the over. So you're going to hit this. Yeah. Um. And I. I mean, I love Brunson more than anyone. I mean, fifth man. I know he was seventh on the recent um, MVP ladder for whatever site put that out. Wouldn't shock. It would not. Absolutely shock me if he finished if he finished fifth. So Giannis, SGA, Jokic, Luca, Kawhi, and then the next for the fifth Godzilla spot, Kawhi his competition is Kawhi, Mitchell, a Celtics, a Tatum, and then Brunson. Yeah, he's in t- he's in tier tier two. I mean, those would be my eight at the moment. I, you know, but again, if you're in the top eight with this many games to go, and he's played a lot of games in comparison to some of these other guys, um, wouldn't shock me. Wouldn't wouldn't shock me. Would be the first uh, guy to finish uh, top five in MVP since uh, your boy, that guy uh, who did it, who did it once uh, here uh, as a Nick, and then before that, you have to go back to Patrick. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, not not many, not many have done not it. Not many at all. Uh, uh, okay, okay, what's next? I had time to look this up. How many times will a Nick score forty points in a game this season? Do you know off the top of your head how many times a Nick has scored forty points in a game this season? Didn't Brunson just do it? He did it against Indiana yeah. in the game. You cried. <laughs> Thank you for that. Uh, off the top just- of my head, how many times has a Nick scored forty this season? Uh, four. I don't know. Six. Six? Julius Randle did it once in the in-season tournament game. Oh, And Jalen Brunson has done it five times. Brunson has scored 45 times. 50 points against the Phoenix Suns on a Friday night Knicks. Uh, Speaking of in-season tournament, 45 in the game we did our watch party for. And Julius Randle went 6 of 22 and we all wanted him shipped to a different country. Uh, 42 against the Detroit Pistons in November. (laughs) Um, then he that. had 41 against the Washington Wizards in a game that Jordan Poole made us all laugh very hard. Yeah. Uh, and then um, the game again that you cried. I I would have been in uh, bet and not insignificant sum of money if I had the ability to do so that he was going to get 40 against the Magic and did half of it in the first quarter. Exactly. Yeah. No, but even like like the oh, first couple the minutes of that game. No, well, no, first couple minutes of that game. When I saw how he came out, I'm like, oh, he's he's getting forty easy. Yeah. Um, and then it just kind of didn't go their way. Then they uh, ran out wow. of basketball players, is what happened. <laughs> so what was the over under on this? Seven and a half. So two more times, and this happens. You took the under, so you can only afford one more time oh, this wow. year for that to hit. And then Jeremy took the over, so. Two more Knicks score forty points in a game, and he's got it. So what you guys have to sweat out is the. Like whether it be Brunson by himself getting forty points in a game, what you probably have to sweat out if you're trying to hit the over or even the under is the LA Fitness Week when like the random 
Charlie Brown Jr. 40 point game, you know? <laughs> uh, I Ray, look, Randall, Randall can certainly do it again. I think Brunson is going to break this pretty handily. I do too. I'd have to, I'm actually curious to look up how, what the record is for 40 point games in a season for, for a Nick. So I went and did some digging only because, um, uh, New York basketball Twitter account put out a uh, tweet after Brunson scored 35 in a game recently saying that he's only the, he's the only the second Nick in the last 30 some odd years to, or last 30, whatever it is to score 35 or more, at least 11 times in a game. And I went back and went through Ewing's entire career um, Ewing only scored more than 35 more than 11 times once in his career. It was this, it was the year that Ewing, the, the only year Ewing ever made first team all NBA, which I think was either, uh, it was 89, 90. Um, and he averaged 28.6 points a game. Uh, so I mean, Mello, if I had to guess, do you have Mello, the most times Mello's done in a season up in front of you? Not in a season. What what StatMuse gave me was the Knicks that have had that just flat out have the most forty point games. And Brunson, oh, okay. surprisingly, six of his nine, uh, excuse me, five of his nine forty point games are this season. So he's only done it nine years. times. Yeah, I know. I mean, but I, I, Randall's at I would, Randall's at ten. I would guess Mellow's about twenty. Am I? Is the first part right? No, seventeen. Never didn't even get to twenty. No. So here's a here's a fun game. Can you name the other three? I just Brunson and Randall are five and six. Can you name with five and with nine and ten respectively? With ten, yeah, ten for Randall, nine for Brunson. Mello already said is at seventeen. There's one between them. Mello's third. Then the other two are kind of easy. But I'd be curious if you get who's one, two, and four in forty point games during the regular season. My only question is: Is Ewing? So Richie Guerin's definitely on the list. He is number four. With 14. I actually would have thought that it was more. Um, Richard Garrett had a season where he averaged uh, 29 points a game. So 40 is a lot of points, though. Now, now that I'm seeing what this list looks like, you know, kids. Go look up the season where Richie Guerin uh, averaged 29 points a game. Here's here's spoiler alert. It's not going to look that impressive when you see the guy who was first in the league that year. Um, um, <laughs> or second or third. Actually, the guy who was second that year spent some years as a Nick. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Um, so number two is going to be Pat. Uh, no. Kings two? So Bernard King as a New York wow. Nick at 23. 40 point Pat games. Pat has more than 23. What does Pat he have? Like 27? Has, he has 30. He's 30. Holy shit. So, sorry, King had 20. How many? 23. Again, good thing I'm not a betting man. I would have bet that, I would have bet that Bernard had more than Patrick. I honestly thought he would too, but I think the sheer length of career you have to factor in. Well, yes, but like, I, I don't. Again, I, I don't have it in front of me, but I, I would I would wager again, I've already proven that I should not wager on anything with real money, but I would wager that like following maybe like ninety three, ninety four, like Patrick had like over the last basically five, six years of his Nick career, I mean, what did he have? Two, maybe three forty point games in that stretch. Probably 
It could not have been that many. Um, Got drafted 83, 84, 84, yeah. 84, 85. Yeah, he, 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 banked, he banked a lot, I think, uh, on the earlier side, like in the late 80s, early 90s. Um, which again, happened it, in 2000. Hold on. We're going to, we're going to look this up. Keep, 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 keep bantering. Keep stalling. <laughs> I mean, look, Pat, so Patrick, the thing about Patrick is Patrick only had the one great scoring season when he averaged uh, 28.9 points a game. Other than that, I, I'm going to actually say that he never averaged over 25 a game in any other year. Uh, no, sorry. He averaged twelve. So he averaged twenty eight point six. I was right about the number. Um, in eighty nine ninety, the next year, he averaged twenty six point six. Um, played eighty one games, averaged twenty six point six points, eleven point two rebounds, uh, three assists. At the time, was career high, but because the Knicks stunk, they were a below five hundred team that year. Uh, only finished eleventh uh, in MVP voting, and then. The rest of his career, like all the other numbers, like 24, 24.2, 24.5, 23.9. I'm like, he was right around that time. Now, granted, the league was going down in terms of scoring. So he's averaging all these, you know, 24 points a game, which now that places you. Where, where does 24 points a game place you in the league and scoring right now? 16, 17, 18, something like that. I don't, I don't even know. Um, back then, it puts you fifth or sixth um so it's it's just to, to say it's a different league is uh an understatement in the 90 91 season patrick ewing scored 40 points in a game 11 times there you go wait in the 90 91 season i believe so in it may have been 80 89 it's it, it or are you sure it's not 89 90 so 80, again 89 90 is the year he averaged 28.6 that's the year he he scored 35 or more that year, I believe 22 times, 21 or 22 times. So I think that's probably the year you're looking for with all the 40 pieces. So 89-90, it's we're just gonna do this like Mike and the Mad Dog. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven times. 89-90. You're right. There you go. So that's a third of the total right there for a guy that played 15 years as a Nick. Yes. And he got over a third of his 40 point games in one season. That's kind of, that's interesting. That's like, it's kind of funky. I wonder what it was about that year that, that why he scored so much. It's not the record. Okay. So 84, 85, Bernard King did it 13 times. That's why I assumed King had it because he, for, he was the best, scorer in the league for mm-hmm. two straight years. Yep. Um until he blew out his his ACL. Yeah, I'm I'm staring at it right now. He in 85. No, it like 84 85 13 times for Bernard King. I, Bernard King is the greatest scorer in Nick history. Yes. Of that there is no dispute. I don't give a fuck how many career points he he finished with. Bernard King's the greatest scorer in Nick history. Ewing is the greatest player arguably in Nick history. Bernard King's the greatest scorer in Nick history. And Richie Garrett. That was fun. Too. Yeah, it was fun. Um, man. So sorry. One more. So Brunson has five this season. Brunson has five this season. Man. So he has a, a chance, obviously, to pass Randall, I, and then you I, know Richie Garrett and Mello are next. I'm I'm thinking again, most in a seat. You know what I want? Now I'm we're, we're done with this, but at some point I want to look up what's the most forty point games Mello has had 
in a year because I wonder if Brunson can pass whatever number that is. If it's seven, eight, nine, something like that. This should, that, be, I don't, very, he, he, this Brunson, should be very easy to do, John. <laughs> Brunson, Brunson's, Brunson's not getting 11. No. I mean, Jesus, who, who knows? Maybe he does. I don't think he's getting 11 or, or, or you know, 13, obviously, but I could. W- would it shock you if he got a couple of more here? I, not at all. I think he's going to be the reason you guys don't, whoever had take, took the under misses. Oh, he, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he, he's going to be the guy. He's going to um, get, I'd say, if you want to set a new Claudio Casino line at two and a half, you taking the over? Two and a half. Uh, yeah, I'll take the over. Okay. Yeah. So, Carmelo Anthony, during his tenure with the Knicks, again, 17 times he scored 40 points. He in really would have 12, thought it would have been more than that. I'm, I, I'm, I'm like not shocked. I'm, I am surprised, though, that it was not more than that. In the strike-shortened 11-12 season, he did it twice. Once that game against the Bulls, and then once in a loss against the Heat. That's not the playoffs. Uh, then the the 12-13 season, it's Eight one times. Two. I have it right here. Okay. The I, I guess Pat Sajak just got replaced. Apparently, the, the show is not big. Okay, so I think I think Brunson could pass that. Can I get think to Brunson, eight. I, can Brunson get to eight? Is what you're saying? Yeah, I think Brunson. I think Brunson can get to eight, which would tie Mello. Uh, I'm just looking up just for for good measure. Brunson or uh, Mello in the 13-14 season did it five Six. times. Six. Okay. I got six. One, two, three, no. four, five. Look, he at did it. it. It's five. Twenty thirteen. He did it on November. You're you're, you're 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 looking at a date that's like off or something. It's five times. I'm going season by season in basketball reference. Trust me, I got this. Oh no, no, you're right because the one I'm looking at was in technically the fourteen fifteen season. You're right. Yeah. So so the number the number is is eight. That's the number. Can if if Brunson passes eight, that means he will have the third most forty point games in a single season in Knicks history unless unless during that uh, crazy season for Garen uh, just in case there's anybody listening to this that's still awake um, <laughs> we, we should we should go, we should go I have it right here I'll just say it in the 61-62 season for Richie Garen uh, he surpassed 47 times and he got 39 two other times so he was like right there on the cusp but uh, so so Brunson could become the, have the third most ever. Uh, if he if he could get another another four, I I, I wouldn't put it past him. Fun fact: Carmelo Anthony on November fourteenth in back to back years had forty five and forty six points. There you go. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com Let's uh, we got any more bets or no? 
we have a lot more. We just went down a very long rabbit trail. Um, let's let's finish these up. <laughs> let's do this. Uh, so first, um, let's go. Let's go back in time to a roster of old. Uh, Emmanuel quickly. How many total points, rebounds, and assists will Emmanuel quickly average per game this season? What'd you the say? line we like said twenty six, twenty three and a half. I I'm assuming I took the over. You both took the over. Okay, and what? Did, and then he he ended this season. Right, you look it up. <laughs> you look it up. I'm at the. I'm I'm balancing multiple plates here. Oh, I have it now. Daniel quickly averaged this season 15 points, two and a half, two point six rebounds, two point five assists. So he hit the under. Under. Oh, yeah. so that's a good line. Very good line. Um, okay. So we're both wrong on that. I'm really I'm doing I'm I'm batting maybe enough to get me in the Hall of Fame as a baseball player. Uh that's that's not really what you want though for this. Uh well, next there's a second line, John. Of yes. per 36, if you'd like to go to that. Uh, how many points, rebounds, and assists will Emmanuel quickly average per 36? And, what was and the line was 27 and a half. 27 and a half? Okay, so that, did I get the over? Did I hit the over on that? No, and you both took the over. Yeah, we would have gotten that on that because it's 22 and a half points, uh, 3.7 assists, 3.8 rebounds. So that's an easy over. Oh, it is the over. You're right. It's the over. Yeah. So that's okay. good. good. Good job by us there. Good job by you guys. Okay. So you both would have hit the over on per 36, but in the minutes that Tibbs played him, he hit the under. So you know I what I like, haven't oh. checked? What? I've not checked how Manu quickly is doing as a Raptor. I I know like kinda like it's how he's great. doing. <laughs> it's is it doing. not great? Uh there's some there's some bad shooting games for him. I mean his assist numbers are insane at the moment. He's shooting forty percent from three. That's good. Yeah, they're he's taking a ton of threes now. He's also taking like it's forty percent from the field too. Yeah, but no. The, the assist that. number is the most impressive part. He's that's like six a game. That's the thing. Every time I, I mean, check the quickly box scores, you know, as a, his second year in the league, he averaged five and a half assists per thirty six. Right now, he's at six and a half assists per thirty six. Mm-hmm. That's. Right, but now he's playing 32 minutes a game, and with that extra eight-minute workload, you're seeing, you know, he's having to adjust a bit. Which the fact that he could sustain 5.8 assists, this is where, like, they they were for a while playing these two-guard lineups, which we saw him thrive in two-guard lineups when he was playing with yeah. Schroeder, and now he doesn't have like another point guard to play off of. You know, it's, it's Bruce RJ. Brown, RJ, RJ. I mean, I'll let you do with that. I mean, it's 20, 20 points. I mean, Jesus Christ, that effective field goal percentage. My mm-hmm. Lord. Shoot, RJ shoots 61% on twos. I shout out transition, baby. My Lord. Yeah. Oh, God. That's wild. Let's just That's do this wild. now then. How many total points, rebounds, and assists per game will RJ Barrett average this season? So, for the this, so yes. for the So let's start here. Yeah. Uh, the line that was set was 27 and a half, which is the same as Quickly's per 36. This is just regular stats for okay. RJ. RJ Barrett finished with the Knicks, averaging 18.2 yeah. assists. It's under. Excuse me, 18.2 points, yeah. 4.3 rebounds, 2.4 assists. Mm-hmm. So the under would have hit. What then you got to, you both took the, you both took the under. So you both hit there that. We go. Okay. Then we go to his Toronto numbers. He's averaging 20.5 points per game, 
6.9 rebounds per game and 3.5 assists. All three would be career highs for R.J. Barrett. And it would also hit the over. He's only taking four threes per 36 minutes in Toronto. That's that's interesting. They they are putting him in a position to succeed. They're not doing a ton of winning, but he's absolutely playing outstanding since going to Toronto. He is playing as a peak role player, I think, in Toronto. Yeah. Like he's an, played an outstanding. Elite, an elite role player in Toronto. Right? That reminds on, me on a lot of a lot of bridges last year. Yeah. Oh well when, uh, he, got tra- when he got traded. I know bridges what you're gonna creating offense. And John, they went eleven and eighteen. That's what my point is that like RJ's also at like creating offense. He's shooting sixty percent of the field goal percentage. The free throw number is back. I'm gonna I'm still gonna need a little bit more than three point eight assists. Guess what? He's not on your team. You're not gonna need anything. I, I don't need anything. <laughs> You're not gonna need anything from RJ Barrett. Look, R- RJ's uh, look, RJ's playing up to his contract in Toronto. Yes. Absolutely. That. It's it's looked like the RJ trade since it happened. I'll say that much. Okay, three more. How many teams will finish ahead of the Knicks in the East this season? As it currently stands, the Knicks are the four seed. The line that we set was five and a half. Yeah, I, both of you took the under. Meaning we thought they would finish fifth Top or six. Higher. They would finish fifth or higher. Yeah, so that looks good. That looks very good. You're right. Great. The next two. How many games will the Knicks win this season? 45 and a half was the number. They already have 33. Uh, if they don't hit this over. They need to what go are, 13 and 14 the rest of the season to hit the over. Did, did we both take the over? Both took the over. There we go. Okay. And then my favorite one, which made you guys go nuts because it was the most difficult question. How many playoff games will the Knicks win this season? The line was four and a half. Um... What do we take? Both took the over. We did. We're we're, we're feeling we're feeling positive that day. Um, <clears throat> take the over as of right now. Would you take the over again on the last two? Would you take the over? In the fact, seating, the last three. The last three. Would you take the over? The wins is an easy over. The seating, I think, is a pretty easy over because it fifth seed or higher. Yeah. Yeah, I think they'll get the fifth seed or higher. I, I actually, I, I would actually be really surprised if they got if they didn't finish fourth at least. Um, well, no, it'd be a six seed or higher because if it's under whatever. five and a half, then in five teams, I, finish ahead of I think they're going to finish fourth or higher. At worst, I think they'll finish fifth. Uh, I and I'd be really surprised if they finish fifth. Um, the playoff games thing. I mean, it should it should be an over. I would take the over. But like, I and this will be probably a good place to to end, you know, the show here. Like, I I am looking at a, a Eastern Conference where I see one team that I feel really good about making it to the second round of the playoffs. Really good about making it to the second round of the playoffs, and that's and that's Boston. I. Like, I, uh, again, I, I always get my odds backwards. So if it's so if you're if a team is supposed to do something, it's plus, right? Yes. Okay. If you're saying more than let's let's do go back to our dearly departed prize picks, more than four and a half wins. Great. 
so let's if you put plus 200 on any other team which correct me if i'm wrong means i have to bet a hundred dollars to win 50 right no that would be minus okay. 200 plus one if you bet a hundred dollars on 200 you'd win an additional two hundred dollars okay Literally, plus whatever, whatever, the, whatever the situation is, if I'm only getting like 50% on my winnings, like if I bet 100, I get I win 50. If I bet 200, I win 100. So, and if, if that's, that's minus the, 200, so right. you bet 100, win 50. Wonderful. If that's the bet for any other team in the East, Cleveland, Milwaukee, New York, Philly, Indiana, all the way on down, I am not taking it. I'm not taking it. I would need, I, I would need at least, may, I, maybe not that I would need at least even odds. Like, man, is Milwaukee really going to lose in the first round? Probably not. But would it shock me? would shock me. You know, and it's like so much is going to depend on the seating. And so much is going to depend on whether the fucking MVP is back for the playoffs. How about that one? You know, the would-be two-time MVP, except he's not because he got hurt. Like, you know, and then you when you throw in variables like Miami, is Miami going to Miami again? Um I'm. I will say it again. I'm petrified, petrified of playing a playoff series against the Pacers. And I don't say that just as the Knicks. I would be petrified of playing the Pacers if I was any team, because of how they play basketball and of how completely and totally, um, like unbothered they are when a team just j- runs up forty on them in a quarter. Because you know what? They're going to be like, "That's oh, fine. We'll get fifty the next quarter." Like this is the East this year, so. Again, long story short, I would take the over on the playoff wins. I think they'll win more than four playoff games. But like every team other than Boston, if you told me that they were going to uh, get eliminated in the first round, I'd be like, "Eh, well, okay. I guess something didn't go their way. The line is four and a half. Yes, I would take the over. That's all. So they would win one game in the second round. Yes, I think if they make it to the second round, they'll win a game. Okay. At least. I, I would hammer the over. I'm not as afraid of the, some of the teams that you're talking about. And I'll even go a step further. I think if they make it to the second round, that'll be either a seven-game series or an extraordinarily competitive six-game series. I think we could take care of Milwaukee or Cleveland in six. I don't think we'd need to go seven. But I, I appreciate the sentiment that you think they could force us to seven. Look, I'll, I'll end with this. I... I I think I didn't I say this on the pod, the thing about like when they had won a certain amount of games at the 50 game mark or a certain percentage of games at the 50 game mark every year in their history or 13 or 14 times mm-hmm. other than the year they did a round robin during, yeah. during the round robin. Year. Yeah. yeah, they made it at least to the second round. Like, you know, I think that has some merit. The, the team, the team is good. They got up to a horrible. They, they got up to a two and four start and they're they're one in five in their last six. So that's the first six, and that's the last six. And based on everything they did in between, when they were right and healthy, and they had Julius Randle not playing like he had money on the other team, they were the, the they were the third or fourth best team in basketball, right? That'd be the funniest thing you've ever said on this podcast. That was really good. no, but seriously, for forty three no. games, forty three, yeah. forty the forty three games in between those. First six and last six. That's more than half a season. 43 games. They were unequivocally a top five team in basketball. So should they should they make it to the second round? Yes, they should make it to the second round. Yeah. 29 and 15 in those games. 
Yeah, no, they were by by any by any yeah. metric you want to use, offensive rating, defensive rating, net rating, all the other you know little stats that go a little deeper. Like they they look the part. They they check all the boxes. They just as if they're healthy, they should be fine. Um, but again, yeah. it's a it's a tough East. Um, it's gonna be a fun playoffs, man. And so, and but before we even get there, it's gonna be a fun stretch run here. I I think. I think we're we're in for some 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 jockeying. Um, I'll I'll be I'll be very curious how that looks down the stretch. Forty three uh, games, you said. Yeah, because fifty five minus yeah, twelve. I know. Yeah. I'm, I'm forty three games. In those games, there was not twenty nine and thirteen or whatever number I said. They were thirty and thirteen in that yeah. stretch. Okay, and with an offensive rating of one twenty. A defensive rating of one twelve point nine, which is a seven point two net rating, which would be the second best or close to the second best in the NBA. I forget if that's ahead of. It would be tied for the third best in the NBA, thirty and thirteen. Yeah, and if you really want to get nuts, you extrapolate their winning percentage out over those forty three games over a whole season. It's fifty seven win team. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, <clears throat> that's. That's that's pretty good. I, I, it, you know, they're going to be fine. It's just, I I think we could be looking at a special year in the East. That's all. That's all. Let's see what happens. Yep. Uh, this was fun. Thank you for doing this. Uh, you're welcome. And uh, thank you everybody out there. Uh, hope you're enjoying your your All Star break uh, so far. Uh, we will have uh, more content coming your way this week. I have a. a, a we have an episode very excited to share with you that's coming up in the next several days uh, featuring myself and a uh, very good friend of mine, friend of the pod, friend of the newsletter, uh, friend of anybody who has ever, ever had anything to do with next film school, Ray Marcano. Mm-hmm. That's coming up soon. And then uh, we will have pre and post games for the uh, next for the games that they play after when they are back playing games. Yes. There you go. On Thursday, we'll have a pregame pod for the Sixer game, and Benji will be on the postgame. We will also have a pregame pod. We also have a watch along for the the game as well. Uh, We will also have a pregame pod for the Celtic game on Saturday, and then me and XJ are on the postgame. And then you and XJ are on the postgame. Very nice. Yes. That is what I said. Very cool. All right. Um, Looking forward to all that. Um, And uh, everybody, enjoy your rest of your. Just your little break from basketball, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Peace out.